happening people welcome back to the brothers geek out podcast can't remember the episode but we're back for another episode what's happening people hope everyone is well kibs what's good bro everything cool you're still in birmingham for another week well i'm back in birmingham got back got here last night uh here for another week man uh amazing work got done today though we ran a little bit late because we're trying to get the last bit of the project done, but yeah, I'm back here, man. I, I do like it here, man. And as much as I miss the family, I love being creative, bro. Like being in that creative zone with a bunch of creatives in the room. It's like that, as I said, like that Oppenheimer scene when he goes, Can you hear the music? And it's like, duh, 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 duh. and like everybody's just vibing off each other. It's good. It's good. It's good. I just had a shit, I had a shit night of sleep, uh, which doesn't help. And I think, and it's not anxiety. I'm I'm an overthinker like that. And I have my moments where I just, like I should be, like yesterday was a three hour travel, get to the hotel, sort everything out, jump on some emails and then go to sleep. Like it should be easy. I actually avoided staying on the computer too late. Uh, I finished off a program called Kaleidoscope, which we can, Kaleidoscope? Yeah, Kaleidoscope, which we could talk about, which I, I'm really late. But yeah, all good, bro. It's good to be back. And like moving forward, it's like something I really want to do, bro. It's like be able to share my passion for the creative world much more and see what else I can develop from it. I want to teach. I want to be a mentor. I want to I wanna be able to share with these guys what what is capable and what you can do. And uh, it's important to me that, you know, a lot of these lot are coming from different backgrounds, trying to look for inspiration. Birmingham is a small city, but still a big city and they still work here and they can find things uh, and putting themselves out there. It's hard. I think being a creative myself, I think I'm, I was an introvert, but until I met Dwayne, Jayhan, Yakub, and everybody else, I think I became an extrovert because of how loud we are. Even the videos dad showed the other day, we had it in us as kids. Uh, yeah, it was emotional seeing those videos. But yeah, off the subject, I'm back here, bro. And yeah, I'm I'm ready to... We've got the show on Friday, so I'm just getting everybody ready for the show. You know, getting your work on display is a whole different thing. Like, I've only done one exhibition, and I feel like I need to do more so people can see the work I can do. Uh, but seeing their faces when they see them... Like, somebody drew a picture of me. Like, just the, there was a self-portrait I put up the other day of, of me that somebody did, Dale did it, and Glow, I don't want to expose her real name, but Lois, uh, she did one of me today, and it just, like, it's amazing what people can do, bro. That talent is, it's, 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 it's you can't, it's, it's hard to talk about, because when people have a different visual look on how they see life, it's represented in the work that they do. So, now I'm looking forward to the big shows Friday, so guys, keep an eye on our socials, my personal one, Kibla Ahmed Art, you'll see all the work on there. But I think I'm going to post some of the work on the Brothers Geek Out channel. And you know what? I just had an idea. I'm going to do like a solo podcast, but with all the artists there, and we're going to have conversations about... You know what? I'm going to do that. We're going to have a conversation about art and what it means to them. And yeah, I think we can get into a bit of a deep dive. 
I'm going to do that tomorrow. That's awesome. I was, yeah, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say, why don't you get someone on the podcast or get the whole group or whatever and have a discussion? That I'll get the whole group on there, bro. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. I mean, I think, I think the great thing about anything creative is every single human being is an individual and every individual has their own perspective on life and, you know, how they see things and whatever they're talented at, they, they channel individualism into that thing. You know what I mean? Um, as, yeah. as Bruce Lee would would put it, you know, make it your own. You know, what I mean, you can know is by absorbing whatever you can from whoever and the world and experiences and life, and just keep what is relevant to you that works for you, and disregard what doesn't. So it becomes your individual thing, and I think that just works for anything in life. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's exactly. awesome. Make it your own. Yeah, man. Would you ever make move to Birmingham? Own. You know, Dada and Dad used to live here when they were younger. This is yeah. the city they started off from. Crazy. And they, where they lived, it's not far from here. So, like, speaking to Dad on the weekend and him telling me about what it was like here. You know what, bro? It's a... As much as cost of living has gone up, I'll get a better value and I'd get a bigger house here. And everything's so easy to get around. Plus, they're doing the monorail and they're doing a bullet train, which takes 40 minutes to get to London. So, you know what? I would say I would, you know. It's a weird one. Being a city boy and being a London boy as well. I never thought I'd say that. But Birmingham's a city I as think well. I'm... You know what I mean? It's a city as it well. Is, it is, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's just, we're so used to home. But I, I know now you could make anywhere home, bro, just with, with the people you're with. So, it'd be a hard move, definitely. But it's easy to get here, bro. Mm. You know, within a couple of hours, you're here. Yeah, that's and once true. they do the bullet train, that'll change everything. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, just asking the question since, you know, what you want to do, I guess there's an opportunity there for you, like in regard, there could be an opportunity there in regards to mentoring and whatnot. But that's great that you found that, you know what I mean? It's not easy. And it took 40 whatever years to find that like, this is what I want to do in life. And I don't think that's a bad mm. thing, be it 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. Like, there's not a bad thing. It's hard to for people to find mm. what they really want to do in life. And in, in, in our own ways about giving back uh, to people, you know what I mean? Uh, rather, than working, rather than working just for corporate, which I do, don't get me wrong, but I have some dreams and aspirations of what I want to be, which is a personal trainer and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, you know, sometimes you've got to, I don't know if this is right, but sometimes you got to be self. I don't think it's wrong working in a job and whatnot. Uh, you got to be selfish in some ways because you've got to support yourself, your family and all that sort of stuff. That's important as well. Uh, but once you Very find, important, bro. Very. You know, once you find a base, once you've kind of set that up and you feel like, you know, some people just want more, more, more. There's, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think some people just get to a phase where you're like, well, cool, I've, I've done enough. You know, for me, the way I see it is dad, granddad set up one stage. Dad set up another stage. Mm. And I've set up another stage for me. Once I get to a point, I'm be like, cool, I've done enough. My kid is my, then I'll, you know, inshallah, I have a children and I'll be like, I'll be like, the next stage is you. I don't need to take it to that level. I'm happy where I am. You need to take it to that level. Mm. Um, I don't want to put exactly. that responsibility exactly. on my children. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, but I'm just like, don't ruin, do whatever you want. Just I, in my, just the way I believe, don't ruin the legacy that's already started. That the hard work, the sacrifices, that the elder generation put 
don't don't ruin that just keep that progression going and do whatever you want art or whatever the hell it is um but yeah no it's interesting man it's, it's good stuff it's fun i'm glad you're out there doing your thing and I, I've been listening to some of the uh, emotional messages from Alara. I don't know how you do it. That's tough. But you do it for yeah, Alara and the family and whatnot. That's a crazy thing. Like, it made me think of, it's tough hearing that because she's my niece. So it's very close yeah. to, to home for me and obviously very harder for you. But then just talking to some of the brothers out here and the Bangladeshi brothers who are working, who just leave their, their kids and they can only go back. To, if I remember correctly in Dubai, they can only go back for two weeks once every two years so they leave their kids and all that sort of stuff in bangladesh and other countries and they come here to work to supply and fund for their kids it's hard man i don't know how they do it but we're lucky we are privileged that you know we 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 can have that time with our children and whatnot even dad from in, no it's true it's true dad worked two to three jobs he you know we spent time together of course but you know we lived in the same country but he was out working all the time but these brothers out here man leave their kids I never yeah, forget one story man. when I first came to Dubai a couple, uh, two years ago when I had to come to Dubai to go back to Singapore during COVID and all that shit. I was talking to one taxi <clears> driver and he freaking broke my heart, man. He just humbled me. He was just like, yeah, but I, I can't go back because of the virus, COVID and shit. And he was like, you know, my, my daughter, baby, passed away. But, um, you know, and his wife was pregnant with... So the baby that he already had, but his wife was already pregnant, and he goes, but Allah, Allah blessed me with another daughter. I felt like a... I don't know, man. I was in the in the back of the taxi. I was like, oh, man, may Allah bless you, man. Bless you and your family. Like, the way he saw it, I mean, I'm told the religious was a big part of him, I guess, getting over it, or the grievance and whatnot, but he couldn't go back. And he was just saying that, you know, Allah blessed him with another daughter, which was already inside the mother and this was obviously you know yeah so i was like oh man we i'll never forget that it was such a humbling humbling mm. thing and people out here hustling man my people are hustling our people are hustling mm. people are like listen bangladesh yeah we might get a lot yeah. of stick about certain things but our people are hustlers man i don't give a fuck i've been listening to reading this book called mm. the relationship with money or something like that anyway she brings up a point that I, I didn't know, I'm trying to remember, but Bangladesh back in the days, it's always been poor and whatnot, but it was one of the, I think she said it was like the second poorest country in the world, bro. I think in the 70s or something. And mm -hmm. like, this, like, I mean, this is where we're from, bro. This is our heritage, it's our DNA, hardworking, hustling people. You know what I'm trying to say? That's the way I see mm -hmm. it now, man. I I never saw that in my whole life. I was like, yeah, I'm Bengali, yeah, cool, cool. We always used to get cussed in the UK. I mean, I guess being Asian and, and Indian Asian and whatnot. Uh, but yeah. as I grew older and I lived in Hong Kong and I lived in Singapore and I'm just getting older and whatnot. And like, bro, bro, our people, like we, we get shit. Like we're hustlers, we're workers. But I remember yeah. someone used to say to me because I'm Bengali and whatnot as an adult, um, but I don't get, now I'm I'm fucking proud, man. I don't know much about Bangladesh as a thing because I wasn't born and raised there, but I'm just proud that I'm from this hustling heritage. You know what I mean? In in my opinion, you know what I mean? Like we're hustlers, man. We work. No, definitely, bro. Definitely. Yeah. I know I know what you mean. I definitely know what you mean. I think as we've got older, we've had a bit more respect. I mean, we grew, grew up on the west side, didn't it? So the western side of the world. So, so we, we we took things for granted. Oh, yeah, for sure. We didn't appreciate what we had there, bro. Honestly. 
it's only now having kids the responsibilities that come with it you know being married and the rest of it family yeah it's a it's a it's a whole different ball game man a whole different ball game and uh, i've seen what our people have done i've seen what we've gone through and you know when people say you know i know we only got our independence back you know 1971 but our history when you go back further you know you go back man we indian bro you know what i mean go back even further mongol and the rest of it you know what i mean so there's so many different cultures in bangladesh you know nepal burma all of that stuff like it's all entwined we've got so much history bro so much rich history there's, there's not a lot it's a lot it's massive to deep dive my brother-in-law's friend who's a scholar was telling me about the history of bangladesh and where we came from, you know, there's a lot of Persian there, Turkish as well, because when they spread the, 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 the message of Islam as well, so it's it's massive, bro. There's there's deep, rich history there. You know, a what? lot a lot of us have taken the time to look into it. You just gave me, you just gave me that idea. I'm gonna fucking YouTube it. Or I'm gonna download a book on Audible on on the history of Bangladesh. I I gotta do that shit. I gotta do. I gotta know more about my country and whatnot because I don't. I don't really know much, and I know Dad was always trying to teach us like Bengali and whatnot. And my Bengali's not. You know what? Actually, I tell you something, bro. <laughs> Surprisingly, my Bengali ain't too bad because you know some of the workers that come to the house. They listen, man. They're hardworking, dude. They're all Bengali and whatnot. They don't know. They, there's no communication, right? Because they don't know how to speak English, and it's a shame because mm. they work on so many people's hands, and it's like. Well, you know, they can't speak English, it's hard to communicate. So one day I was like, <coughs> Bye, Bangalini. And they were like, talking. I'm like, okay, brother, listen, bang- I'm a Bangali balanai. I'm saying my Bengali is not good, but let me try and explain something to you. Like, let me try and explain what the problem is here. And then, bro, I was kind of breaking it down. And he was talking to himself. <laughs> I was like, oh, bye, slow down, slow down. I don't understand. But I was spitting it, bro. I was spitting. I was like, you know what? My Bengali ain't too bad. And I'm just like, all right, let me practice with these dudes. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm gonna download a book. I'm gonna try and find out what's a good book on Bang- Bangladesh heritage or not heritage, like the history of Bangladesh. Because if you're talking about the Mongols and all that sort, of, I want to know. Man. I want to know, like, you know, have we got some Genghis Khan DNA DNA on us? Because you know that dude was a fiend uh, as well as a barbarian. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Listen, bro. You know what? I wanted to get the scholar on the podcast. I would have loved to geek out with him because I think it's something that. Hundred percent, you know, not a lot of it was facts, but he had like he did his research, bro. So he's got a lot of good theories. So I'm gonna speak to Wifey and say, like, listen, man, I'd love to get him on a podcast with me and Gilman and just like talk a bit more about history and let people know as well. I think the one good thing about having this platform now and what it showed me when uh, when Siobhan kind of uh, embarrassed me and said, you know, look, there's a person who's an artist he does everything else outside the platform to get b- bigger reach. We have a re- we have a platform and we have a responsibility to not just, yes, we entertain people and that's amazing. And I'm, I hope you guys are entertained while I'm eating a kebab here, losing. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Big, biggest, biggest, biggest mistake. Biggest mistake. Don't buy no kebabs, man, from him, man. It's loose. No flavor. No flavor and it's dry. I didn't get no sauce. Uh, but yeah, spreading no that, sauce, no? that message out there. Nah, man, it's dry. No salad and chili sauce. What did you man, tell people? Listen, chili you know sauce salad. <laughs> chili sauce salad. Um, I messed up because I was. We're finishing up late at the show because everybody's trying to get stuff done. Then 
I'm trying to hold a poo as well, bro, because I don't want to use the facilities. <laughs> <laughs> so I just went in there because I was like, it's the only place on the walk back that I know I can grab some food. Last time, my man tried to tell me 30 minutes for uh, a burger. I was like, please, i got to get back. So I, I was like, I just grabbed it, bro. The only thing that tastes really nice is the seven up. <laughs> Which is a shame because the food is basic. <laughs> so I'm not going back there. I know now I'm not spending my money there, even though it was cheap. I'm not spending my money there. I'm going to probably have a bad tummy ache tomorrow and then I'm going to be at the facility where I can't use the toilet because somebody keeps losing in there. Oh, I lose. And it's the one toilet and it's like, come on, man. Some nice. respect, man. There's piss on the floor and <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. Anyway, listen. Uh, change the subject. Anyway, I had to get back, do a poo, come back, eat. And it's like, oh my God, this is nuts. But yeah, all good, man. All in a day is hard work, bro. But, we went from, yeah, message, we went from man, Bangladesh, bang, the history of Bangladesh to <laughs> keep taking poo. That's Bangladesh. That's, that's the history of Bangladesh there, man. Um, no, but yeah, no. Listen, man. Uh, listen, <laughs> I don't know. I, I can never poo outside of the home like my body my, my it connects it's connection like i could be wanting to take a shit and and it would just hold it if i'm not at home and as soon as my brain realizes oh we're home like i'm driving home or whatnot and i'm parking up the brain's like oh we home now and then i'm like oh shit release release i do that problem child walk <laughs> remember that movie problem remember when he had to take shit? <laughs> mr mr Feen, not feeny what's his name strickland but in, in uh strick no it wasn't strickland man it was no, Isn't that's going to bug me. I, I need to see that film. Listen, but bro. Public Child 2 when the guy in six I know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's like proper loser. Uh, no. How old you are. Remember Problem Child 1 and 2. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah, I, I maybe even watch it. Actually, no, that's a <laughs> wicked movie. That was hilarious. Oh, I've learned this shit, bro. So I'm telling you. That movie was oh, jokes. Oh, yeah, no, I've been I for my side, bro. You know, Alhamdulillah, I put mm. the down payment on the car, so inshallah, I should be getting it soon. Just again, loads of things with the finance and whatnot, which is always a mission here. But mm -hmm. yeah, man, I'm excited, excited to get that. Hopefully, inshallah, in the next week or two. I just got back from. I'm getting back into training properly. Uh, I just got back from MMA training. I am dying, bro. Uh, just hard work, man, mm. hard work. But I'm happy that at the age of 38 again no one at the gym believes i'm 38 especially all these young kids out there they cannot believe it which is great but i'm happy that i can kind of keep up with some of them my body can't in regards to recovery but in regards to when mm. we're there and i'm warmed up because i i have to but back in the days bro it's like go in and just train no warm-up nine i have to go in 20 minutes early to do a warm-up and i'm talking about just a, a warm-up thing that i got to just loosen every part of my body i walk backwards and i just all this sort of stuff to warm up i have to otherwise i'm i'm already losing but without that i'll lose even more um but yeah no just hard 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 work right now which is great uh that i'm happy that i can keep up and just feel confident to do it because i mean like every day i'm like battling myself like fuck i don't want to go i don't want to go it's a 45 minute drive there then i'm going to train hard that's going to be hard it's hot here like crazy and then i go to a 45 minute drive back and everything's telling me not to do it but it's just about you just go and do it man you know what i mean just keeping that discipline just get yeah, out go, go and do it bro yeah, go and do it go and, and do it because hot out here yeah. Bro, Friday, I, know, I, know. I think it's hot in general, yeah. but Friday was the hottest day I've experienced. It was like 50 degrees. My God. Oh, my God. 
my god i can't even express to you how but a three minute walk <laughs> outside was just it was crazy bro it was crazy just sweat and just okay. like dehydration i didn't need to pee i'm bro i've got the weakest bladder in the world i went six hours without peeing, mm. peeing because the the heat just absorbs all my water bro i'm not saying you know what i mean like it's just so hot so hot. i can't wait till it cools down a little bit here but um yeah no just getting along with dubai man just getting along and uh i'm looking forward bro, to like, the body thing yeah is a is a weird one because while i was out here I was running around. There's this nice little run that I can do in Birmingham that I was doing, and I was doing just under 5K every morning. And I could do the one lap in that 5K, which was good. But I was, like, building up to get into one and a half. So I was doing, like, just 7.5K because I was trying to go around twice while I was losing towards the 7.5K. <clears throat> so I said, you know, rest this weekend. I'll start again this morning. Woke up at 6. Something wrong with my foot, bro. Left foot gone. Must have messed it up in my sleep. I don't know what it is, but like the top part of my left foot is swollen. So I'm like losing. And everybody was like, Here's man, you look like you're in your mid 20s. How do you do it? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, I may look it, but my internals are losing. Like my left foot, look at this, man, all swollen up, can't even fit in the bloody trainer, bro. You know, when you have to loosen up the top part of your trainers. And I was hobbling around today. And it's like, What's wrong, man? It's like, I bust my foot in my sleep. That's what I've come. We've come to that. I need to stretch before I go sleep. Bust What's that video you sent I mean? of someone of some a guy, old guy, just ranting an American dude? And he, what did he say? I'm sleeping. How do I break my back and sleep? Or something like that. It just busts me up. It's it's so true. It's so, but listen, I, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm no professional athlete in any way, but I put my body through some strain, and you know. If now I'm at a stage where if I don't do my morning yoga routine, if I don't, before training, if I don't warm up 20, 30 minutes before, um, I am suffering bad. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm -hmm. the one thing, like I say, with grappling, which is the worst one, really, is because I'm getting squashed between the ground, the earth, and some 90 kg dude or 80 kg dude that's just squashing my spine into the into the floor and and that freaking hurts you know what i mean and i'm not even a professional yeah, yeah, yeah. and i train not as much as professionals but now i can't take it no more back in the days i used to roll like a madman now i can't do it i told coach i'm 57 kgs man put me with the smaller guys i'm cool with that i don't i have no ego yeah. no more to try and roll with big dudes i mean it happens sometimes but yeah, yeah. This, you know waking up uh, trust me every morning i have a i have a 15 minute routine of yoga and dynamic stretching and stuff like that if i don't do that my body's just like crooked and shit like it's all hurting and yeah yeah man anyway the thing is I'm, i've been doing a lot more yoga back in again but you know i just lose bro, in that moment don't know what happened man and I, I didn't even feel it i don't know i kind of just twisted my leg or something it happens, man. My ankle's know. been hurting One for of ages. Things, I just can't figure it out. But you just kind of push through and just, I don't know, like, you know, do certain, ex I, I do, so, like I said, yoga and warm-up stuff. I do it all, all the time. And I just do certain exercises now for longevity. Longevity. I don't do any, you know, traditional bodybuilding stuff anymore just because I'm focused on purely longevity stuff. So I do a lot of rotational stuff with the shoulders and taking my time and using the bands to, that's my workouts these days, pushing and pulling a sled, farmer's walk, stuff like that. Very, very longevity sort of stuff. And I learned from like 
what's in there? Frigid Andrew, Human Human Man, and a couple of these guys who come yeah. on Joe Rogan's podcast who talk about specific exercises which are great for longevity. You know, one of them he was talking about obviously the walking backwards and all the knees over toes stuff is great. One of them is about you know jump jumping, you know, and your ability to jump and land, um, which is going to be which is super important, um, especially as you get older. Mm. I mean, the ability to what did he say? Something about the stopping muscles. Like the going muscles is one thing, but the ability to stop, especially as you're an older, if you need to stop suddenly, those muscles are going to, you need to work those. Because when you get older, it's hard for you to stop suddenly. God forbid, I don't know, someone runs in front of you or whatever, and then you kind of lose and hurt yourself. So it's uh, it's scary. And I just hope, you know, I, I care if I think about dad and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, I know he's trying to do some exercise and whatnot. I wish I could just put him on a routine where, like, come with me, man. Like, let's do some, you know, like I say, like walking backwards and pushing and pulling a sled, like working on those legs and, like, you know, work yeah, yeah. those stopping movements and stuff. It's important for us, man. But, you know, all on that, you know, um, yeah, that's just things in Dubai. And I just want to get this car and just get, hopefully, freaking, you know, get that sorted uh, with no further issues man everything in Dubai is always a bit difficult to do hopefully I could get that with no further issues um and enjoy it man enjoy it yeah no definitely bro I'm I'm sure it'd be fine bro it'll be inshallah, right, inshallah man inshallah yeah. cool man well let's uh let's get into some news man what are you saying man let's we get you get into it yeah jump in bro jump yeah. in Let's do this. I've got my list. I've got my list. All right. First of all, Sound of Freedom. Always talking about it. It should yeah, be on digital platforms from September 15th. So if you haven't seen it in cinema, Boom. check out the digital platforms. If if it's out in cinema, go support the movie. Go watch it. Go watch it. So I think... Comes out first. Comes out this Friday in the UK. I started cool. tagging them in the post. Yeah, which is amazing. So in the train stations on the way up here. So it's amazing that the movie's getting a bit of recognition around here and people do want to see it. So definitely. Yes, definitely. Go watch it, go support it. And Mel Gibson, I believe, is bringing out like a four-part documentary about um, child trafficking and children trafficking and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, people people with that platform is exposing this horrible thing in the world, which is so much horrible things in the world, but this, this one has to top it as one of the worst. Uh, so I'm glad people like him are uh, out there uh, exposing this and, and, and exposing industries and people that are involved in it. So good for them. And let's just keep, let, let, let's kind of bounce off their, off their platforms and what they're doing and just kind of carry on that. Exactly. exactly. Cool. Uh, I finally got a chance <clears throat> to watch Blue Beetle bro, last week. Yes. I How did you find it, bro? enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was... It's, it was it was a heart obviously it was a very heartfelt family movie and you know mm-hmm. way more of a family movie than Fast and Furious put it that way no offense to Fast and Furious but <laughs> seriously way more of a, a family <laughs> family um heartfelt movie than than that but uh it was it was cool and, and but he looked cool I don't know nothing about Blue Beetle but I'm a fan of of what Blue Beetle's capabilities are, and I'm a fan of his personality, and I would love to see him into like honestly, I would love to see him interact with other characters in in the in the DC universe eventually if that happens. Um, but I thought the CGI was cool. I liked I like what's his name Zolo. Is that how you say his name? Like I'm a yeah, fan. Zolo Mar- Mar- I'm Mar- a fan Mar- of yeah. his from Mar- 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 
yeah, from Cobra uh, Kai. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm, yeah. I like him. He's a talented kid. Ashraf shared something recently of him doing some hip hop and stuff. I'm like, this kid is one talented dude, man. He's he's awesome. And, um, yeah. you know, the martial arts, you said Gaiva and whatnot. I did, I did feel that as well. I think the costume looked good. Not that I know anything about Blue Beetle, but it looked good. Uh, they were so happy yep. that he was a superhero and it was just, you could just feel it. You know what I mean? And you yeah, could yeah. feel the emotions with his father and whatnot. Uh, and the family dynamics, you can really feel that. And then, you know, you made a point saying, you know, those father, when when there's a thing with a father, um, I can always relate it back to dad, especially if it's an ethnic father, but like I can always relate to it. I'm not saying it has to yeah. be an ethnic because, you know, Bronx Tales, for example, Robert De Niro's character as a father, it reminds me of dad as well. Uh, so it doesn't have yeah, to be. Yeah, exactly. There is something specific when it is an ethnic father, but that you, it's really heart, heartfelt. Um, really heartfelt movie and really well, good i really enjoyed it i did i i enjoyed every bit every part of it yeah I, yeah listen i know people usual are going to slate it and whatnot and unfortunately it's not making the money because it's being boycotted dc is being boycotted by snyder fans by marvel fans and people people are just boycotting it it's not because the movies are bad i don't give a shit uh it's because it's being boycotted but um you know, it's a shame, but uh, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I really can't say to you that it was, you know, you know, it's not the best film in the world, obviously. I'll never say that. But what I'm saying is such a, it was a great comic book movie. I really enjoyed it. It was very heartfelt. And I I, I loved the powers that he had. I loved the swords that he created. I loved the fight scenes. Uh, they had, even, the, the, even, I'm spoiler alert, guys. Even the, um, the main villain, uh, not the woman, but the other uh, uh, Colombian dude, I think it was, that last part, when he wanted to kill him, and the suit, the symbiotic suit, finally kind of bonded with him, and that 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 emotional connection that him and the suit had, they said, "No, we are not killers." Because in the beginning, the suit was trying to get to know him and was trying to kill, and he was trying to express who he is. It's like, I I'm not a killer. I don't want to kill anyone. And by the end of the movie, that flipped by the the suit getting to know him and really having that symbiotic relationship, and mm. came overcome with vi uh, violence because obviously his father died spoiler alert guy and all the shit that his family went through and he wanted to kill that guy and then the suit got to know him to a point it was like no we are not killers but then that little scene to show him why you shouldn't kill this bad guy i thought that was awesome because like he was just a normal dude you know you always have that in a movie the the, the security guard for the main uh the business yeah uh, the this person in the suit and you know they end up being an antagonist and and uh, the big fight but to just put that little scene of what this guy went through in his childhood i was like shit man that is fucking awesome like in regards to like a getting to know that villain in that short period of time it wasn't just the brute in a, a security guy like there was some yeah, 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 yeah i loved that i was like that in my opinion was fucking awesome uh, i loved what they did with that and I think what uh, I'm going to call him Angel because I don't know how to pronounce it in, in Puerto Rico. So uh, he put a bit of history in there, bro. There's a bit of truth to what happens in there with what kids went through during that war period and what war does to a person. And I think people take, they don't take, I don't know, I suppose because we love movies and we love history. People don't take that context out of things. You know what I mean? Like that's why it made me think about doing a documentary of mum and dad because 
you know, dad could tell us a bit more about granddad as well. And, you know, and getting about history about Bangladesh and stuff like that. But he gave us a little bit of Colombian history there about, you know, what people and what kids have gone through because of war and because of people. It's mad, man. It's it's crazy. But great, bro. I, I, bro, you know me, man. I'm never, I'm not one to shit on people's work. And as you said, it's not the best, it's not like the greatest movie in the world. It's not Oppenheimer. But I'm not going to watch that because of that. It's a comic book movie, which is going to bring me some joy, some tears, some excitement, some good action. It's like, you know, the suit was, you know, I just, it brought Guyver to me, bro. Mm-hmm. Like a good version of Guyver onto the screen. Oh, yeah. Which I still love those movies. Oh, yeah. You know Mutual what I mean? Just, old Guyver, yeah, the trans- bro, the, the transformation. Remember how scary that looked? Mm. Everybody was sc- screaming and stuff. But Uncle, Ro- Uncle Rooney just gave me jokes. But yeah, it was, bro. It's a nice, it's a good film, bro. I, you're Definitely. right. I feel like people are just boycotting those movies just because it's DC. There's no explanation. And it's heartbreaking because it's the yeah, seventh. I, I, I read a stat that it's, it's apparently the seventh movie, comic DC comic book movie in a row that has flopped financially. And that's a shame. That just shows. I'm not saying all those movies were great. I'm not saying that, but I'm I'm saying that they've been they've been boycotted. I think that's what it is. It's not because they're the shittest movies ever. No, that's not true. They're not the shittest movies ever. They they they're great fun movies. They're not the best movies, but mm. they've been boycotted straight up, man. By by Snyder fans, I'm calling them out, man. Snyder fans, Marvel fans, and people who are just not yeah. comic book fans. Like, yeah, like sorry, man. Like, I. I I just feel like I'm not saying it should make all the money in the world. I just feel like they're being flopped, but they're not making it financially. People are boycotting it, and then other people see that and they're like, "Oh, gee, like it's not making the money." It's like, how come? We... I'm like, "Nah, see, that's because it's boycotting." And people just don't want to go watch it because they feel like, you know, oh, it's it's flopped. But why do why do people look at the money because they're not making the money? They 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 do that. Bro. People they have lost that. their sense of entertainment. Bro. That's it. People have lost their sense of entertainment. That's. I mean, I'm saying it there, and it's hard to hard to put it out there, and I don't like being blunt about it. Poor followers, people were trend followers, and I'm telling you, why the fuck do you care about the numbers when a movie is just a movie? As you said on last week's podcast, bro, we wouldn't check the stats and stuff like that. It's because only because we do the podcast. But knowing that is heartbreaking in itself because it's somebody's art, and and you know. I told you a week before that, fanboys, because when oh, I was, most of us influencers or, you know, whatever, I don't care, I'm not an influencer. I just love what I do. Uh, you know, get taking the piss out of because we're backing it. And of course I back it because I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, and bro, you're backing it also yes, because I... you're a fucking comic book fan. You grew up with this shit. And your name is next to Batman. How the fuck would you not back it? Bro, who would not? Exactly. Especially if you're a fan of it. If you exactly. was not a fan, if I and I know you, if you were not a fan and you just somehow got in, I'm not, okay, well, well listen, you're going to back it because they're pay, not paying you, but you're in. But the fact that you, you bro, that we grew up with this shit. I got fucking, I spent that much money on, on a Batman statue and all these Punisher shit for a reason. I love the art. I love the characters. 
Of course I'm going to be in. If fucking Marvel or DC contact me and say, gee, you want to go watch the movie? I'm like, hell fucking yeah, bro. Even if the movie... <laughs> hell yeah, man. I'm going... If they wanted to ask me to like, hey, gee, do you want to come to the premiere of She-Hulk 2? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm coming. Even though I've been cussing the first season, I'm coming, man. Hell yeah. You think I'm going to say no? Like, we're fans, man. We're I think... Shit. Yeah, no, it's fans, but I think people have lost their, their sense of escapism. And we've all become critics and we forgot just to enjoy it, things for what they are and what we get. Like, I'm, and I think everybody who's listening in is probably the same. And we just love it. And, and that's the thing, right? I'm happy we get this content, bro. I'm so happy we get this content. But with, listen, man, you mentioned Oppenheimer earlier, which was a phenomenal movie. And I've said this before anything that Nolan does is like a spectacle now. But as an example, bro, Adam Sandler just had a new movie that came out on Netflix called uh, You're Not Invited to My Bar Mitzvah. Bro, I'm a fan of Adam Sandler. So I watch, bro, we watched yes. the movie. I'm not going to say, again, it wasn't, a, all of Adam Sandler movies get slated, but there's always this under, first of all, there's always this underlying meaning to all his movies. And secondly, there's just jokes in there that makes me laugh. He, I love Adam Sandler. Any movie that he makes, I'm watching. Um, and bro, if Adam Sandler contacted me and said, do you want to come to the premiere of my movie? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm coming, bro. Like, because I'm a fan. I'm a fan of him. Now, look, some people might exactly shit because I don't want to get into that part, like Palestine, Israel, and all that sort of stuff. I don't want to get into that. Mm. But I'm a fan of all Adam Sandler movies. I'm not lying. So when he brings out this movie and it's about a teenage girl and her bar mitzvah, I'm, I'm like, it's Adam Sandler. I'm watching it. And when you watch it, bro, you would there's some jokes in there that you're just going to bust up laughing because it's just, you know, it's Adam Sandler-style <laughs> jokes. Um, so I, I listen, man, it, as, as a fan of, of movies or whatever, I was talking to my friend Ian today and I was like, you know what? The amazing thing about movies and all the content out there in the world, each of them can hit each individual person differently. And that's the amazing thing about oh, yes. individualism and all the content that we have. You know what I'm trying to say? Like last summer, I, I put up a mm. clip the other day on my Instagram. And I'm like, this movie is so fucking good. Like it's the best movie. In my For me, it's just any one little scene on Instagram. And I got goosebumps. I'm like, fuck, I need to watch this movie. Like every movie has can, can relate to anyone because everyone's an individual. Everyone's gone through some certain shit in their life that can be relatable in a movie or character whatnot, might not be relatable to me, but might will possibly will be related to someone else. It's so amazing. But I think a lot of people who just follow the trend choose to ignore that. You know what? Maybe I might enjoy it. You know, maybe I might enjoy this if I just give it a chance rather than just like, oh no, I'm a diehard so-and-so fan or I'm a cider fan or I just want to boycott DC. It's like, how do you not know you would go in there and be like, oh shit, that was nice. Like that made me feel good, but no. People are too too stuck up in their in their ways of of you know tribalism and bullshit, which is silly. Um, just go and enjoy it. Just go and enjoy the movie, man. But anyway, I got off topic. Blue Beetle was fun, and I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie, and I hope they do more. I don't know because of these budgets and shit, but I just I hope they figure it out and do more. Um, somehow I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully they figure it out, man. Oh, I don't actually. It's not them figuring it out. There's got to be something that they got to do. I, I don't know. Maybe they got to take a break. Maybe James Gunn's like, you know what? Fuck y'all. I'm still in charge of this shit. And one of my first decisions <laughs> you know what, is we're taking a break. So you're not getting shit no more. So fuck you lot. And then they come back later. 
Maybe. I don't know. Because you don't want to... You know what? And that's actually a good decision, bro. That is a very good decision. And I'm, and everybody would say, I'm I'm a fanboy for James Gunn. You know what? I am. Because I, I, pre- I appreciate art. And being in the field of art, there's nothing wrong with taking a break. And if people are not going to appreciate the art, bro, which is heartbreaking in itself because box office numbers and us not getting a continued story and not seeing returning uh, characters come back, then take a break. I mean, if, if they do that, 100% with them, man. I'll support 100% them. With them. I know they got like Aquaman looking to come out at the end of the year. I don't know if that could make any difference. Yep. I don't know. But, you know, yeah, I would, you know, if I was James Gunn, Actually, I don't know shit, but I'm just saying, man, take a break. Say, you know what? Fuck you all up. We're taking a break. No more DC movies for you for three years, three to five years. Done. Yeah, yeah. And in the background, they could make a catalogue of movies. They could just make them and put them there. You know what I mean? Of course, bro. And then just say, cool, you guys don't appreciate what we do? Well, fuck off. We're done. We're done with you lot for a bit. And then maybe they could start fresh, you know, in a couple of years. Maybe people have changed. Maybe not. I don't know. But um yeah no listen um I'm, I'm I I enjoyed that but um I heard or I saw on Instagram that it's already coming out and to be released on digital in September if that's true it might be fake news that might be fake news but it might be coming out on digital already um in September end of September so I don't know um but anyway that was Blue Beetle uh, another thing that's come out this week was Ahsoka which I watch episode one and two. Mm. Uh, part three will probably come out three. Bro, she's freaking cool, man. I like her, man. I, Very. Bro, like the way she's Very got her cool. two white lightsabers and she's always got the two. She's like, she's awesome. And the, the fighting that she does, like, she what's her name again? The the, the lady, what's her name? Uh, Rosanna Dawson. She, like, definitely has done some martial arts. Like, some of the stances she's getting into, I'm like, you're getting in. Yeah. Or stunts and whatnot, and you're the way you're holding it. Like yeah. Samurai, and she's done some like Bushido type, you know, katana training. Like they must definitely, I think they all do. But um, but she's really cool. Listen, I mean, the show itself is great. I'm enjoying it and everything. I'm just walking away with that. Like she's fucking so cool. And then rest in peace, Ray Ray Stevenson. He he looks yeah like an old knight. Yeah. Oh, I I love the way he yeah looks. yeah yeah yeah. That's and right. He, yeah, and I don't like, like I don't know the story. Listen, I don't follow the cartoons, and I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I watch them because I'm invested in it. But I'm walking away from this show like this is so cool. I'm loving it. I'm loving the Jedi. I'm loving the double samurai sword, or, uh, lightsaber sword. I'm loving the freaking the 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 uh, the dark side Jedi. I'm loving Ray Ray Stevenson. I'm I'm enjoying this as a whole, man. It's just fun, fun to sit and watch. I like it. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Uh, if you guys are followed Rebels and the Clone Wars, then you'll understand where the story's going. And, you know, General General Thorne. Uh, yeah, it's gonna it's good, bro. It's good. It's good. It's good to see good Star Wars content, bro. And, you know, Dave Filoni, who, you know, is the creator of uh, Ahsoka and, you know, did all the Rebels. And he must be well proud, bro. I put out a tweet the other day, man. You must be so proud getting to see your animation come to life on real life screen, bro. You know, that's amazing in itself. You know I mean? Like when George Lucas first did Star Wars, you know, it was from storyboards and ideas he had. He, he took things from different samurai movies and, and, and science fiction and Western films and made this amazing concept and world, bro. Like 
you know, it's what Stan Lee did with, you know, with all the other artists in the Marvel world, you know, with Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby and, 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 and all those other artists that, you know, started that journey off, you know. Same thing with what, what the DC did with Joe Siegel and uh, Joe Shutter with Superman and, you know, the rest of it, bro. Like, you're creating worlds, bro, which is amazing. He must have been, like, super proud when he saw Ahsoka in The Mandalorian and then even more prouder to see his own show live version of Ahsoka and the Rebels all together, you know what I mean? Sabine and all those characters. That's, that's just amazing, bro. Absolutely amazing. Like, it's really got my creative creative juices flowing again. Like, I feel like we're in a a moment where I can't stop momentum. I need to keep it moving because I think after I did the last Gallery 37, my, my momentum slowed down. But now I know I've got a bit of a plan of what I want to do. I want to create stuff, bro. Whether it's directing or something like that, I want to do something, bro. Definitely, without a doubt. Well, yeah, just keep that, keep that momentum going. Whatever you got in your head, man, just action it. Um, but yeah, no, Ahsoka. Listen, I feel like she's one of my favorite Jedi's, man. She's so fucking cool, man. I mean, that's the only word I could kind of put to it. But I'm like, man, she moves good. She, she. Out of all the Jedi's yeah. I've seen, you know, from Obi Wan to Luke and whoever it is, she. Her fighting style is just, it, it, I could just, I don't know, I, I'm a martial artist, I love martial arts and whatnot, I'm not saying all the other ones are not great and whatnot, but she just looks like a samurai, man, I love her movement, I love her stances, all of that, so she's freaking cool as hell, uh, I'm loving Ahsoka, I'm enjoying it, great, great, uh, you know, if Mandalorian shows up, I would... You know, he doesn't have to show up, but I would love it even more. Um, but yeah, no, great show, man. Another one to watch on Disney Plus, uh, which is which is awesome. Um, cool, no, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely. Moving on to keeping on the Disney train or whatnot. Um, some Marvel stuff. So there's rumors that keep coming out that Nicolas Cage will reportedly appear in a future MCU movie as the Ghost Rider. And people are throwing out mm-hmm. their Daredevil. Um, and something in the multiverse or whatnot, he'll show up. I mean, no, I mean, no, but listen, his Ghost Rider movies, I'm not saying they were great because they, they weren't that great, but he was awesome as Ghost Rider. I liked the way he looked. Uh, th- those movies were, you know, decent in regards to like visual effects, I guess, in that time period. And uh, it's Ghost Rider, man, he's a cool freaking character. So if he shows up in, um, I don't know, like Deadpool 3 or something like that, that'd be fucking awesome. That'd be really cool. Uh, Blade or something, I don't know, like. Some sort of multiverse thing, I guess he has to show up in, but that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Oh, I think it'd be awesome. I I actually enjoyed the revenge. I can't remember which one, the one with Idris Elba, the second one, because the visual effects in that were sick. And yeah, I think the stories haven't been the strongest, but I still watch him. I still think he looks great, and he's got that skull-like face anyway. Mm. So it matches the drawings and stuff. So. He looks good, man. I, if I was to see him, I'd still geek out, bro. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll still geek out. Yeah, I'll still geek out. Very cool character to show up. It would be great to have him. I, Excuse me. I haven't really thought about him in a while, but I think Ghost Rider showing up will be pretty awesome. Um, well, he did know, a Superman thing. He must be proud of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you never know like, what they're going to do with this Deadpool movie because, you know, it's just all over the place. You know, they're going to be all hopping through different timelines, I'm assuming, which will be fun. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be cool if they both if it's a buddy cop type movie where they both hopping through different timelines and they just you know, most the most like 
going through multiple timelines that we're familiar with from all old movies, that'd be freaking fun. That'd be fun as hell. That'd be dope, bro. Yeah, that'd be fucking That'd amazing. be so dope. Uh, sticking on this Marvel note. Well, I'm, I, you know. Oh, go on. Go on. No, no, go, go, go. You know, with you know with the images that went out with uh, Wolverine and Deadpool, you know, in the background, they had a massive 20th Century Fox sign. Yes, yes. And it was in the broken and shit. Yeah, so we could get more, bro. We could get more. The old we X-Men and, and the old Fantastic Four. Like, we don't I mean... Listen, yeah, that's it's, right. it's a geek out moment. It'll be a fun fucking movie. It could possibly be a billion dollar movie if it's, if it's great. Deadpools are always good. And as long as they got the flexibility to do what they can, they want to do, then you got a billion dollar movie there, I reckon. Um, especially because you put Wolverine in the costume. I think that guaranteed the billion, to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck. That's a good <laughs> movie, man. Um, no, definitely, definitely. Well, look, on this Marvel news, so I read some other stuff that the D- CEO of Disney, what the fuck's that guy's name again? El- 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 Bob Iger. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Bob Iger. Any- Who? Bob Iger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he was saying something about there's a possibility that they might be taking away budgets from <clears throat> from Marvel or save budgets, and they're going to focus more on quality over quantity. Because as we know, some of the Marvel stuff has kind of dipped a little bit in regards to quality. Um, you know, yeah. so there was all these, I don't know, this might be all fake news and shit, but like we might not have a, because there was all this shit about four or five coming out, you know, they're working on it or whatever. But then I heard people yeah. saying that they might put a pause on that and some other things. Listen, like in, in phase one, two and three, we had some mediocre movies, you know, like, I don't know, like fucking, I don't know, Captain Marvel, for example, wasn't the best movie or whatnot, but it all led up to, fucking endgames which was amazing so i don't think there's a bad thing of having like mediocre basic sort of movies leading up to the uh secret invasion or whatnot but i just feel like Mm -hmm. we haven't had much of how do i pull it man like the secret invasion thing we haven't like what they're leading up to it hasn't felt like it's there like on the backbone i know this multiverse thing is on the backbone but what are we leading up to yeah i don't think that backbone has been set properly even with kang the conqueror because you know in ant-man i i loved him jennifer majors ate amazing but i hated the fact that he got battered by a bunch of ants i'm like oh let's face it killed that part uh at least just I don't know, at least something else, but he got killed by a bunch of ants. I'm like, this is basic. Um, so, you know, I was just like, I, I just don't think they've set the backbone of the multiverse or secret invasion. I don't feel the threat. When you saw Thanos at the end of that Avengers Endgame, you're like, oh, oh Avengers movie, you're like, oh my God. That alone was just a threat where you're like, oh my God, this is going to be crazy. And it built up so much to it. Then he started building the Infinity Stones. You felt the backbone of, of every one of those movies and that's there. Even if it wasn't connected, like um, a random movie that wasn't connected to it, you'll be like, I know it's going to be there at the end. I'm not feeling this right now with this one, but, you know, let's give it time. We'll see. Because I feel like we can only give it time, but with the Infinity Saga, they had a tangible, sorry, man, I've got itches, uh, a tangible thing that it was going towards. Each stone represented a phase, you know? And then at the end of it, it was a tangible thing that it could do serious damage. We don't seem to have that in this now. 
Yeah, and I, I didn't yeah, really no. like the fact in Loki where they just kind of disregarded the Infinity Stones. I'm like, oh, that's a powerful weapon. Why did you do that? Are you trying to say Endgame and all that shit was for nothing? Or the whole Phase 1, 2, 3 was for nothing? Like, don't do that. I, I mean, it's too late now, but now when I think about it, like, I wish they didn't do that. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't feel a threat. I don't feel any threats at the moment. That last scene with Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man where there was all the different variation variants, I was like, that's cool, but I don't feel a threat. And I hope they bring that soon mm. to something, man. Make a threat. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But Yeah, I just feel like they, they haven't had much guidance to it, bro. I just feel like, I don't know, it's a weird... I don't know. And some it's a weird one at the moment. Like, like, I'm sorry to pick on them, but like She-Hulk and Thor, it's just like, what went wrong? Like, they were bad, in my opinion. Like... Thor, I, I keep getting on I'm like, man, so much potential, so much colour, so much power, such a great villain. Why was it so stupid? Why did you make it so stupid? Why why did everything have to be a joke in the movie? Why did Thor have a stupid relationship with, you know, Stormbreaker and all that? So I'm like, all these little things, I'm like, you made it the silliest, dumbest movie ever. It, 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 and I think that, he's a character that should have had a bit more pain with him. He's got so much pain. Like he did. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, like, my, my, my thing is, like, what, 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 why, why, who is Kevin Feige is the dude? Like, shouldn't, like, what happened? Did he just take his foot off the gas? Or like, shouldn't he be there and be like, guys, like, too much, too much jokes. Like, get, get you know what I mean? Like, isn't someone there? Is he there anymore? Even with She-Hulk, like, guys, C CGI is a little bit too basic. Let's Let's, let's get this better. I mean, obviously, the vi the visual effects guys should be treated right and whatnot. But also some of the story and... Of course, of course. Silly things, I reckon, like, in my opinion, like, her twerking and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, this is not really necessary. Like, build the character. Like, like mm. stop building her as a, a sex object. Like, which, which she is in the comics. Okay, to be fair, she's, she is in the comics. But I'm like, I don't know, build some... some good character to her so I want to see her more at the moment I don't give a shit about if she shows up again later on like what's she gonna do fuck mm. someone else like you know what I mean like Thor or Vision or whatever I don't know she could do have a game with someone else is that is that the only reason why she'll come back um anyway I went on a tantrum about the MCU I still love it I'm still gonna watch everything that they produce <laughs> yeah, <anyway. no. laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna be there every time in the cinema and watch it um okay cool Last bit on the Disney stuff, and maybe because I clicked on one link, this keeps coming up. But Snow White is getting destroyed. <laughs> it's getting absolutely destroyed. Now, listen, they're calling it woke white, all this sort of snow woke, all this sort of stuff. They changed a lot of things. The main actress, I forgot her name again, she's getting destroyed everywhere. And I think babe, I think because I clicked on the link, it's just sending me all the algorithms. I'm like, okay, I'm not clicking on her no more. Stop sending me this shit. But she is just getting destroyed. And I think the point is, I think when I when I think about it again, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I listened to some of the interview uh interviews that she did, and I was like, you know what? Mm. It doesn't matter what, what the story is going to be and what... The first thing that you did is you shit all over the old one. You're portraying something that's got some historical value. And when I say historical value, I'm talking about entertainment and story and blah, 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 that Disney has created, these old school fans and blah, blah. Yes, it's outdated. Of course, it's outdated and shit. 
But if you're going to portray that, if you're going to make a new one, you can't have the main actress or the main, this is my opinion, the main person shitting all over the original and saying it's weird, it's weird and all this sort of stuff. And then expect people to go watch your ones. Like, no, you've just shit it over. Like, pay some some hem- homage. Is that the word? Hemorrhage? That's the wrong word. Pay some homage, respect. homage. Homage, yeah. Pay some hemorrhage. Hemorrhage. <laughs> pay some hemorrhage. Uh, no. Yeah. Pay some respect to the original, even if it's outdated, even if it's whatever. Um, and, and just say, look, you know, things might be different. Yeah, we're going to change things, of course, but the original was amazing and we're going to try and keep to it or whatever. Like, we're going to try and res- we're going to try and respect it and everything. Look, like, look what they yeah. did with Ghostbusters, the, the all female one. I'm like, you lot shitted all over the original one. Like, of course, no one's going to like that. And then the new one came out, which is amazing. Snow White, which is one of Disney's, you know, 1920s, you know, 30s or whatever, one of the Disney's first ones and what. Man, pay respect to it first. I think that's the first thing she fucked up on. Like, she's already... I, yeah. I thought, God, this film's already a flop, going to be a flop because of maybe what she's possibly done. I don't want to blame her or whatnot. Bless her. She's a young kid. She's excited. She's got an amazing career and doing amazing stuff. But I think, like, her mentality was, like, you should have paid respect to the original and just say, look, things are going to change, but we... we, we she shitted all over it. She's like, oh, then... You, you lose, man. How are you going to supposed to get fans? People are already boycotting that movie. And I've got no interest in watching it, to be honest with you. But my thing with Disney as well, like, the, you guys are flopping because you're just ruining and remaking classic. Why not just make a new thing? Why not pull it in a Snow White, yeah, Snow man. White universe? Like, why not maybe Snow White shows up, the original one or something, and then, but she has her own story and it's kind of related. Like, have a... You don't remake, make and maybe make something brand new because you've got creative people out there, or leave the original how it is and like this is a new thing. I don't know, like, and she's going through some problems and Snow White can help her. I don't know, I don't know. I'm just making up some shit. Don't just ruin the old one, that's what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, people don't pay uh, respect to what came out originally, and you know, but this thing bro we in a society now where getting cancelled and having equal rights and you know opportunities and we're getting them but it's just getting done in the wrong way I suppose does that make it's sense? Not... Yeah no I, I get it man listen everyone has a right to be and say and do what they want to do but you can't change the past history is history you know yes some history some of the history is wrong but in a weird way some of the history I guess had to happen to put us in the position that we are in today. You know what I mean? Yeah, thing is, and listen, what's happening now in Palestine and Yemen and whatever, it's going to be history in whatever years, in 50 years or whatever. Like everything kind of just, you know, you, you know what I mean? History is, history is history. Like you can't change it. You can't change it. I'm not saying no, it's no. good or bad, but you, you can't change fucking history. So, Rather than shit all over history, how do we how do we like how do we move on from it? How do we use it to to take us in a better direction? How to not force it with like, oh, that was shit and that was weird, and we're gonna redo it. No, don't redo history. Let history be history. Grow, yeah, yeah. don't redo it. You can't change history. This ain't back to the future, man. Um, anyway, Snow White, not gonna watch it. To be honest with you, I didn't watch Little Mermaid either. I, they lost my interest with these remakes. Leave the original cartoons, make some new shit. You know what? Same here, bro. Like I, I haven't seen. You know what? What was that? Aladdin was the last one I saw. 
Yeah, I, I haven't seen Lion King. I, I haven't really seen uh, Little Mermaid. I haven't I seen saw Lion King. Yeah, what did I mean? Yeah, I mean, just, it, it doesn't interest me, bro, because it's like you could you could do a continued story with the real life thing. You know what I mean? You could pay homage to uh, homage, homage. I can't even say the word now, man. Hemorrhage homage. to the original. Yeah, like oh, shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Fucking homage, bro. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I saw Lion King and it had no emotions. Like the, the visual effects were so great, but you couldn't see the emotions in Simba's face when Mufasa died. I'm like, he's got a straight face. He's got a lion. A lion has an angry face. So if you're going to make me a real life lion, it's a vicious face, man. In the cartoons, you can feel it. Fucking emotional, man. Fucking fucked up my childhood watching that movie, man, because it's freaking emotional. Mm -hmm. in, in a real life animation, it looks so good. But they're lions, man. They're vicious motherfuckers, man, with a vicious face. I didn't feel no emotions in it. So I did all this live action remakes. Don't make no sense. I would say stop remaking shit. Just make new ones. Make new stories, sorry. Yeah. Have a continuation. Yeah. There could be a little mermaid. But why can't Ariel be in there and you have a new little mermaid who's going for a journey and you're using that as a base to create this new live action one? No, you want to change the whole thing and upset everyone, and um, well, not just upset everyone, just just stop changing shit, just make new shit. Anyway, that's Disney. See what they're up to. Anyway, they're still billion dollars, multi-billion dollar company. Anyway, so they got all the money's in the world. So, good luck to them. Uh, no, definitely, definitely. Cool. Uh, real quick, finishing off with some movie stuff. Dave Batista and Jason Momoa will start together in a new buddy comedy from the director of Blue Beetle, Wrecking Crew. Ooh, uh, those two will be nice. a good combination. I think they're both funny. They're big, yeah. both, both brute dudes, and they're both funny. They got yeah, yeah, humor. yeah. Uh, that might be a fun one. So, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, other than too, that, other than that, bro, listen, I, I wanted to finish off with some, some hip-hop stuff that came up, man, which I thought was interesting, especially because it relates to old-school hip-hop. I don't know, and I don't know how you feel about this one, though. So Havoc from Mob Deep has confirmed a new Mob Deep album with Method Man. Now, all respects to Method Man because he's fucking awesome. Prodigy and Havoc make Mob Deep, in my opinion, and they got some amazing albums. And listen, Havoc and Method Man's a great combination. I feel like yeah, 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 maybe is, not is. call it Mob Deep, maybe just collaboration between Havoc and Method Man. Calling it Mob Deep is is a, is a, is what is a bit of a tough one uh, because Prodigy. I mean, like, you know, rest in peace, man. Those two were amazing. That's of course Shook One's part two is one of the best hip hop tunes of all time. You know? Um Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt, bro. Yeah. Without a doubt. That's uh that's something else. That's something else. I said that it's a tough one. I mean I mean I've been out of touch on music for a while, man, because I just listened to soundtracks and nineties hip hop and, and early two thousand hip hop, but you know, I was listening to Big Pun the other day and really enjoying it and like it's hard, bro. Music now is like it's very selective, like you know. So, you know, I still listen to both of them, bro. So, it'd be a good album, bro. But yeah, Prodigy, calling them Prodigy, probably is paying a bit of tribute as well. Probably Maybe. paying a bit. Of I tribute. mean, it's, what you said is definitely going to be a good album because Havoc and Method Man, absolutely amazing. It is it, that there's that little thing calling it a Mob Deep album is tough, but maybe if they play. If they do, I'm sure, and they will. Like, Hip-hop's always done that, right? Most of the time, they always pay respects to 
you know, the the, the past and whatnot, and they pay hom homage to uh, the originals or whatnot. So maybe they will give, uh, um, you know, they'll do the respect for Prodigy as they should do. Um, but yeah, and then lastly, on another hip hop thing, Lowen Hill and Fuji's came up. Lowen Hill has announced a special 25th anniversary tour with the Fuji's to celebrate her debut album, The Miseducation of Lowen Hill. Uh, this reminded me of, of uh, Ready or Not. I remember we bought, it was our first, we bought it on yeah. cassette. We bought it on cassette. I feel it was one of the first albums we, not albums, so singles dad bought for us. No, 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 that was. Yeah, yeah. It was right. One of them. One of the first ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't even know about the explosive little logo shit. We yeah, yeah. Where tapes were ninety nine p. Do you remember a single was ninety nine p? What's that shop called? Yeah. Our our store. Our now? price. Our price. Our price. We used to go there all yeah. the time. Ninety nine p. By the truth, Fuji's Ready or Not came out. I remember that when that video came out, it was like one of the first ones to spend like a a million dollars on a music video. Such a great tune. Um. Yeah, no, it, it just reminded me of that. But Lauren Hill, anyway, announced in their special 25th anniversary tour with the Fugees. That's amazing. That's amazing. Did you, hear, <clears throat> look, did you hear about Prodigy from, not Prodigy, you had Lauren Hill, you had Whitecliffe, what was the other guy's name? Fraz. Did you hear about him, Fraz, about yeah. being an FBI, FBI uh, informant and shit like that? Have you heard about them? And I, I think he's Yeah, I've heard about this, right yeah. Now. Like, but I, I, with the Fuji's, maybe he's not involved in it, all, but there was this big thing about him being like an FBI informant or something, and I don't know what the hell's going on with him now, but that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking superstar prize, man. That's it, man. With the FBI, it, man. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, respects to you, man. Uh, there are some things that we just don't get into. Anyway, before we sign out there's a few things i want to do uh bro you seen the trailer for gareth andrew's new movie called creator with denzel washington's son i haven't got Ken it, in it. you know what it popped up i haven't got a chance to watch it i just is it is it good uh bro the the trailer looks amazing and it's got a great cast in there uh but they did something which uh i shared the trailer and saying that i was looking forward to watching it and uh a friend on instagram uh, messaged me and said, you know, I mean, I was excited about this film. This is his message. He goes, I was excited about this film, but I didn't like the fact that they used real fo footage from a real incident. Ooh. So I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about, bro? So then he sent me the clip and I'm like, oh my God, what Hollywood, what the F are you doing? Like, what's going on? So this is all about AI and the future takeover and, you know, how they integrate with the human race and the rest of it and how AI has taken over a lot of stuff. But there's a couple of explosions in, in the trailer in, that they'll probably show in the film. But they probably cut this, they will cut this part out because they're getting backlash on it. They used the real life footage of what happened in Beirut, bro. That, that explosion? What the fuck? They used that to monetize it. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. And like up. they put visual graphics on top of it to make it look like that was the scene, but they used that explosion. That's fucked up. And the up. aftershock. That is fucked up. People died, like all this sort of stuff is a real life explosion. And they used that in the movie to literally kind of monetize it and make it, uh, that's fucked up. That is bad. That is bad, yeah. Normally I'm kind of- so be, they, the, be... the thing is people, you could be creative, you could, took, you could take it from inspiration, but replicating it and putting, like a couple of buildings in front to make it look like the future and shit. 
I can't believe they used the real footage, bro. That's I can't believe up. they used that footage. That was horrible. Oh man. Especially if you're in Lebanon and or you're Lebanese or whatever, or you you were there and you're like, what the fuck? You use that in, in the movie for your movie? You use this for your movie? Like after the shit that we went through, that's yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. How did it but bro, you say Hollywood, fucking sound of freedom, fucking Hollywood motherfuckers, man. Like you motherfuckers, like they bro, Hollywood. Listen, they gave us so much shit and entertainment and whatnot, yes. And I'm going to go to watch cinema and watch Hollywood movies, but them motherfuckers are motherfuckers, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Hollywood's not... Hollywood's... Yeah, Hollywood's got a very, very big dark side to it because money rules for them. You know what I mean? Money rules. Um, what are you going to do? But that's fucked up. Listen, yeah. I'll, I'll try and check out that trailer because it sounds interesting, but that, that really is bad. In my opinion, yeah, I can't believe they, they yeah, they, I don't, can't believe they used that. So that is, uh, I mean, I was really excited, but when I got that message, it was quite heartbreaking, man. A lot of people lost families and people lost their homes, and you can't use that as you can't use the the fact that they used it and they've just overlaid it with some graphics is is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Ah man, yes, yeah, that's a tough one, bro. Because I can, obviously... you know, like what open, go. On. Oh, no, I was going to say, obviously, they got that recording from someone who recorded it. And then, like, like it, it's fucked up as sound. You're going to pay that person for, for, for the, for the uh, ownership of the content? But then, does that person even want the money? Like, like man, this is my country, man. This is, what, like, this is what happened to me. I don't know, man. But, yeah, so you were going to say something about Oppenheimer. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like Oppenheimer, you know, they recreated you know, they didn't, I think, he, I think what Nolan did was pay respect and not show that scene of the mm, aftermath. No need, yeah. No need, because look at how many people got hurt in that. And I think Nolan is smart and he doesn't want to disrespect and the rest of it. But I think that's a nice thing. You know what I mean? That's a tribute from an artist that like, look, something bad came out of this. And you know, not 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 many people were involved in saying, yeah, let's just kill them, let's just do it. There were certain people in high places that made that happen, which mm. he clarified in that, which is amazing. Mm. But yeah, anyway, so that was the creator. Uh, I want to do some shout outs to some people. Uh, and if guys, if you guys got any questions, man, please throw them in. I think we're gonna do a little thing that we were speaking about in London when you were here, Gia, about mm. around the questions, and we kind of fire at each other, try oh, yeah, and answer it, and do. stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, Pop so quiz first, type I saw, I saw, but yeah, quiz type thing. So I forgot to say, Kaleidoscope, Kaleidoscope. I watched it on Netflix. Uh, kind of binged it, uh, while I was on my journeys and stuff. Uh, really good. It threw me off because, because you could watch it in every any order. Because I watched it in you know the simultaneous order that it was on Netflix. I feel like I have to watch it again, but place the episodes carefully, to make it understand a bit more. Because I felt like the way it ended, I was like, man, how you ended like that, man? What happened to him? Because him and his daughter, you know, how he was. I just wanted to see that reconnect. Even though we got it in the phone call, that was actually the ending. And, you know, that episode. Yeah, so that's actually the ending, what happened after the heist. Uh, but it's interesting. You can watch this in any format and still kind of get the gist of it. Uh, but I didn't like the ending. I, well, I didn't because the ending wasn't placed in the way I wanted it. But now I can place it in the right way. But that's smart TV, bro. That's mm, just, yeah, smart TV. It's good. They need to make more shows like that. 
Very good, very good. So that was good. I got to see Barbie last week and we oh, didn't yes. really talk about it. So here we go. Barbie, guys. Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. Barbie was good, bro. Barbie was good. No wonder it made the billion. It was a good film. Uh, listen, it's the deep meaning. This movie ain't for kids, man. That movie is not for kids, man. Well, Great, it really, uh, it should be for... Really, I mean, wouldn't you think the target audience is young girls? But it's actually not all men and everyone's going to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man, because, like, <laughs> it's interesting. There's concepts in this that are, you know, real-world issues and, and, and things that we go through as a human race and what it's like. I mean, you know, the movie's very woke and the rest of it, but people may find that offensive, so I didn't mean it in an offensive way. Uh everybody's got equal opportunities in the film uh men kind of get it but i understand why because there are some most most men are like that uh it's a shame but it's the truth uh it hits some really good key points bro but very good bro visually stunning to watch bro very uh I love that you say visually stunning good... when you got Margaret, Margaret Robbie and, and um, what's his name? Ryan Gosling. Uh, Ryan visually Gosling, stunning, yeah. Stunning, yeah. Visually, yeah. Those visually two stunning. stunning bastards, both of them, like beautiful freaking human beings right there. Uh, yeah, okay. I get Great it. Great specimen, bro. <laughs> fucking genetics right are, there. Bro. <laughs> I know, bro. You look at uh, Simi Lu as well. He's in it as well. And you're like, man, god damn, man. How do you get your chest like that, bro? Uh, all these brothers are cut, man, in it, uh, and everybody looks great. It's a great, good-looking movie, bro. But listen, bro, good core uh, message in there. Uh, a lot of people may not get it, but I got it. Uh, did get me emotional in some scenes as well, which was it's it's great when a movie can touch all of those things, make you laugh, make you sad, make you happy, make you tearfully happy as well. Uh, and yeah, bro, Will Ferrell for me. I love Will Ferrell. Oh, that guy's gonna be close to my heart. He's the best. he's the best. He's just the best. He's a lot of people because I've, I watched some reviews after, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a review on this, but I'm gonna take my time and pop it up on the channel when I kind of I do want to watch it again. Can you imagine that? I do want to yeah. watch it again. Uh, but excuse me, Will Ferrell, man, I love him. He's hilarious in this. He plays the CEO of Mattel, and I think Mattel can start their own universe now, bro. See. Okay, sick. I mean, that's interesting. I'm, I'm going to watch very it. Sick. I'm very, bro, I'm definitely going to watch it. I just, because it came out in the UK and then I was coming back to Dubai, just haven't had the time to. Otherwise, I actually would have watched it mm. in cinema. So I'm waiting for the digital copy to come out and then I will watch it digitally. But I'm looking forward to, I, I definitely want to watch it. Definitely want to watch it. And you bring up Will Ferrell. You know what's been popping up on my Instagram a lot? Is uh, bloopers from Eastbound and Down. Fucking hilarious, bro. Him... Him, uh, why have I gone blank? Him, Danny McBride, Danny McBride, and um, yeah. Craig Robinson. There's just so many scenes with them three in that show, and their bloopers is the funniest shit ever, bro. You sit there and just laughing my head off because they're so funny. Uh, Will Ferrell, no, I'm gonna watch him. One of the funniest dudes of all time. I love that dude, man. Just he, he's he's not even like he's just funny as fuck, man. I love that guy. He's the best, bro. He's the best. I love Will. And you know, we I, I don't we didn't even talk about it. Uh before I came to Birmingham the week before that I watched the screening of Strays, which is out in cinema now. Which one which one? Will Ferrell. Strays. Strays. The one with oh, the dog. The, the dog one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh which is hilarious, bro. I've never heard so many F words. 
I think this maybe had the highest F word count in a movie. Uh, I think Tarantino because... tops that. With I think Tarantino owns that top space. I wonder if this beats it. You know what? Hold up. Before I can't remember what movie it was. I think it was okay. like Jackie Brown or something. One of those movies. I'm pretty sure Tarantino tops it. Oh wow, 180. No, he has he don't top it no more. Who who owns it? Is it that? Is it is it Strays, yeah. 2023, 180 times it was said. And how what was the second place? It's a movie called Hold up. Oh wait, hold up. No, you're right. Okay, so this is the top count of how many times somebody says the F word. <laughs> Bloody hell. Wolf of Wall Street got five hundred and so there's a movie called uh, Swearnet, the movie, 935 times. There's a documentary called Fuck from 2005, which got 875 times. Well, that makes sense. Uh, the, Wolf of Wall, the Wolf of Wall Street is going 569 times. I don't okay. know. I didn't notice that. Bro, Uncut Gems, uh, which is another amazing movie by Adam Sandler, which are absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, 560 out post, some of Sam. Bloody hell, Alpha Dog, straight out of Compton. Anyway, the top one is a do- well, yeah. Swearnet and Fuck Documentary got the highest count. Damn. There we go. But this That's is a short. Something but this new. This is a short. The uh, the most fucks in the, in a movie. I know we said F bomb. I said F bomb a lot. I need to control that shit. But yeah, no, it's interesting. I thought Tarantino yeah, same man. that I spot, to... but yeah, okay, makes sense. No. He does. He does. All right, cool. All right, bro. We'll, we'll leave it there. Uh, I gotta get some work done and then uh, throw this butter smelling kebab away. Absolutely upset. Uh, I'm gonna have to double up on my push ups and sit ups and yoga tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, if my legs are right now, I'm not gonna, I can't run it. Those kebabs, kebab those kebabs go in your DNA, bro, but they do taste good. I mean, that one that you got was basic, but when you get a nice kebab, bro, they, they're nice, but they go straight into your DNA. They're, they're that fucked up. <laughs> Can you imagine they're getting blood samples of me later on and be like, oh, this guy got kebab DNA. <laughs> uh, all right, shout outs again. I'm going to do this every week. Uh, and people that have uh, interacted with us on you know socials, shout outs to Portis. He's uh, in Egypt, uh, really dropped out some nice compliments the other day on Twitter. You know what? I'm just going to read them if I can find them. Uh, I can't find them. There's too many tweets. Uh, I'll give up. Uh, but no, but listen, boys, thank you so much, dude, man. Uh, I need to get you on the show, man. I think we'd have a great geek out session. You've had us, you've had me on the show a couple of times now. So reach out to us if you hear this episode. Thank you so much. He says that we have got really good in what we do in the past two years since he's been listening to the podcast. That's amazing, man. That's and nice I really hear. thank you for that because sometimes me and Gilman, you know, lose with name pronunciations and just certain things we say bro, wrong. I do fight talk honest. With, with Curtis, bro. The names are ridiculous, some of these fighters. I'm like, but I'm not even trying anymore. But yeah, no, go and carry on. I'm the worst with that shit. Yeah, bless him. Uh, shout out to Yusuf as well. Another all-time uh, listener of the Brothers Geek Out podcast. We're always grateful for you to listen in, man. Thank you so much, uh, he always engages. So I know that he said he'll reach out to you to get on an episode soon. Thursday. I hope we're we'll doing it Thursday, I think. Oh, awesome. That's great, man. That's good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, yeah. 
Tell him I said hello. I will do, man. Tell him I said hello. All right, cool. All right, bro. We'll leave it to it. As always, guys, massive thank you on the support on the podcast. You guys are absolutely amazing. Uh, we hit the 500 mark, which is, you know, a milestone we wanted to hit. It's taken two years almost. Almost two years. But our goal is to hit 600 by the end of this year, which was to double our subscribers from last year, which was 300. So our goal, we still haven't reached our okay, goal. Interesting. Was great, but our goal was to get to 600 by the end of this year. So we still got some work to do, bro. Well, we thank every subscriber that comes on there. It means the world. And even on like the other social platforms. As much as we're not a numbers guy, there is a few of you that really interact with us. And I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, keep doing you. That's the main thing. I'm going to leave with that. Keep doing you. And look at this, bro. One of the artists today, they did a portrait of me. And I'm like, I'm looking buzz, man. I like doing portraits of me and stuff. But I love artists, bro. I love what artists bring to the table. Uh, so an, an artist gave me a sketch a couple of what was it last week it was like a scribbly kibbs his name's Dale uh, an amazing amazing artist and he did this with one of my I don't know if you can see that still blurry there they are you got your screen's blurry man because you got the background there you go there you go yeah oh that's cool that's really cool so that's really cool and then Glow Who's another amazing artist? She did this, and it's made me like if I was a cartoon character, bro. Oh, that's awesome! That's really cool too. And it's she made me look people, like something yeah. from Spider Verse, bro. Yeah, that's Spider Verse kids, bros. That's sick. Oh man, lucky guy, lucky guy, absolutely lucky guy. Uh, and guys, you know what? I'm going to link them in the description below if you guys want artwork, uh, graffiti, uh, portraits. Give them a shout, man, because like I'm, I, I, I got to work with some great artists last time and we keep in contact still. And yeah, these, these guys, it's like Brum becoming my second home. I'm, I'm meeting some great people here, man, which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right, cool. All right, bro. Let's, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've babbled on a bit. Let's do it, man. Yeah, it's 11.45. It's 11.15 now in Dubai. I need to get some rest. Um, but, well, right. always good to catch up. I'm glad we're always geeking out. This is always fun to me. Like, you know, like, I look forward to it. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I know we schedule. I want to be more scheduled because I'm a scheduled person. I'm a disciplined. I like my discipline in regards to routine and whatnot, which is why I'm like, guys, can we schedule a time and day that we just fix and whatnot? Um, same with the fight talk and everything. Because before when we were like, oh, are you free? I'm free. Oh, can we do it now? That was always a bit, I, I feel anxious with that. I'm just I'm just a routine guy. But I love putting this in, in my weekly schedule um, and just geeking out, man. Like giving people our thoughts, giving people the news that we find, and giving our thoughts about everything, man, you know, whether it we're right or wrong, that doesn't really matter. It's just our opinions, um, thoughts, man, about about movies and pop culture and any other shit out there. What's going through our lives as well, uh, because everyone's got a story to tell, I guess. But um, yeah, on that note, she, yeah, 
let's leave it, bro. Oh, do you know what I saw? Sorry, real quick, just to finish off, because that reminded me. I saw Meg too, and that was she. <laughs> it was so funny. Listen, listen, there's something. I watched it because there's something about big-ass shark munching on stupid people who are partying all the time, and then you got this bull-headed freaking hard nut who takes on these fucking megalodon sharks and, and just fucks them up and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, like I said, the fascinating thing is, like, these creatures did exist. Apparently, sharks existed 5,000 years or 5 million years before trees, maybe 5,000 before trees. And I'm very fascinated. And I hope what they did with this movie is just get the size of the sharks accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that way you could be like, fuck, that existed because that shit's scary. But the movie is basic. However, if you just want to see some, like I said, some stupid party people get munched up and and uh, big ass sharks and a hard nut just fucking <laughs> Jason Statham is such a no, the salt water in his eye, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and no he gets salt no salt. Oh, he gets no salt salt no, water in his eye. So I go to the beach, I get a moment of salt water, my eyes are red, and I'm like, man, I can't see. My guys. I no salt, salt water in his eye. Clearly see his water, face is not even wet. I'm like, that's it, man. He's yeah, such bro. a fucking fruit and nut case, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a nut, hard nut, fucking British beef, taking on some megalodon sharks. <laughs> it's fucking, there's oh, something awesome about it, but this the movie's so shit. So <laughs> let's leave it there, bro. That's no, what I saw. Uh, uh, I, uh... Oh, blood. Oh, bro, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, one more thing that was on my list, and I forgot to to mention it. Uh, today uh, marks, I think, the third year since Chadwick Boseman passed away. Rest in peace, King. Uh, we're always thinking of you. Uh, it's weird, bro, because you watch the movies, you watch the things. I watch some. I watch a movie called uh, The Messenger with him, which was really good. And uh, we we lost him too quick, man. Honestly, uh, but what he left behind is a legacy. Do people live on forever? Because what he does is he kept on going, bro. He kept on going, bro. He kept on going. Uh, there's a quote. Let me quickly share. Uh, okay, let's come up. Uh, Where's it gone? Uh, you have to cherish things in a different way when you know the clock's ticking. You never know any of us, you know what I mean? I know, but only someone, like, of course, well, our clock is ticking every freaking day, but only someone like him who went through that, and, and many, millions of other people that know that they're going to be passing soon can really implement that in their life. You know what I'm trying to say? Because I know my clock is ticking, but I'm still, like, you know, chilled, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to sit back and relax and whatnot. But someone in his position, himself and someone in his position, I really can really cherish that those last moments in the sense of who they spend it with and those last memories and shit. That's fucking deep. Rest in peace, King man. Love that dude. Mm. Love, yeah. He's, he's, I don't know him, but love him. I think he's amazing. Like a mm. brother, like a brother that. Yeah. Just there, man. Awesome guy. Yeah, definitely, 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 man. Oh, all right. Leave it. Didn't mean to leave it on that note. Should have paid tribute to him at the beginning of the episode. Uh, but yeah, there's a guy. All right, bro. Take care of yourself, man. Have a good one. Go Bye, rest. people. Go rest, we out. Go Peace. Rest. One love. Peace.